welcome to CII Radio. I'm Bobby Seals, Communications Executive at the CII. In this episode, I'll be talking to AJ Mystery and Dr. Matt Connell. In this episode of the podcast, we're discussing some of the key takeaways from the CII's Shaping the Future of Insurance Conference, reflecting on innovating solutions to emerging risks and an ageing society. We are joined by AJ Mystery, Head of Digital Sales and Marketing at Clear Insurance Management and Board Member for the Society of Insurance Broking, and Dr. Matt Connell, Director of Policy and Public Affairs at the CII. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And here's our conversation with AJ and Matt. Hello, AJ, and hello, Matt, and thank you both very much for joining us on CII Radio today. Hello. Hi. Really great to have you both here with us. So the CII's brand new digital conference took place back in June, which brought together leaders from across the sector to consider what insurance professionals must do to address unmet needs for the future. AJ, what are some of the key challenges currently on the risk radar for insurance professionals and what can they do to address them? Yeah, so yeah, thanks for having me, Bobby. Hi, everyone. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. I feel like, you know, it's a, it's a new world, as they say, and actually there's a, the key challenges, they change every year. So, so the key things at the moment going on in our business, for sure, and, you know, across the networks that I'm part of that seem to come up a lot. So clearly, you know, covid and transmissible diseases is certainly top of uh, most people's agendas following the last 12 months. Climate change is, is, is clearly the next big issue that a lot of people are starting to talk about, the net zero work that a lot of the organisations are doing. Employment law issues is another big one. So working from home, people coming to offices, attending factories, working, etc. So that's going to be a big one. And the other three sort of I've got listed so cladding in buildings, and that is a, is a huge one for those in flats, flood and erratic fires, and then tablets and phones. And basically, you know, basically the move to digital, the data loss potential and huge moves into cybercrime. So if you're talking about some of the key challenges on our risk radars, they're the, they're the list I'd go down. And if we're talking about what can we do, it's, you know, there's, it's, 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 it's a real tough one, but education, 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 they say. So... There's so much out there to to get hold of in terms of information about, you know, understanding these risks, people that are going through these risks, understanding, you know, some of the sort of theory behind it. So ignorance is no defense, as they say. So people are just hungry for communication. So communicating with your clients, communicating with the insurers and working together to build solutions around these really obvious key challenges are the ones I would say right at the moment. Okay, great. And and at the event, it was highlighted that communication is key in addressing unmet needs. And with this tide of, of digitization, soft skills are in greater demand than ever. AJ, what can brokers do to improve communication with clients? I think it's really about using sort of all the tools available to you, actually. I think a lot of people, when they talk about communication, it's very much just pick up the phone and ask someone. But actually, clients come in all shapes and sizes now. And actually, you know, the, the way they, they communicate, we need to match that as an industry. So whether that's face-to-face, whether that's through targeted emails, whether that's sharing knowledge through sending out the right white papers, webinars, podcasts, et cetera, but just making sure that information is communicated across the clients in ways that they want to receive it. We need to really be able to sort of add value at every opportunity as, as especially as insurance brokers, because ultimately, you know, we live or die by our service to clients because they're the ones who ultimately, you know, decide to choose us or not. And we need to be showing the value that we can add. 
I think sort of further to that, when we're talking about communication, it's also sort of identifying, you know, as a, as a business, what your core values are as the insurance industry, what we stand for and make sure that our employees have got the, the tools to, to represent that. So as our employees are our biggest voice, that's what our, our customers will be, you know, well, that's their method into into our business. So making sure that our customers are, are so our employees are all on the same page, the way they conduct themselves, the way they communicate, that they can talk with passion about certain areas and with, with knowledge. So making sure that our own employees are uh, well equipped with information, um, and that's the best you can do, really. Excellent. And Matt, AJ covered some great points there um, and sort of touched on the importance of knowing your customer in order to be able to communicate with them properly and understand their unique needs, which leads me on to our next point and also another key area of focus throughout the conference, which is dealing with vulnerable customers. It was highlighted at the event that older customers are more likely than other groups to display characteristics of vulnerability and could therefore be at greater risk of harm, particularly where firms aren't acting with appropriate levels of care. Matt, can you expand a bit on what we mean when we talk about um, an ageing society? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I guess the the main thing to to stress is that as people live longer, and you know, at the beginning of the twentieth century, it was quite unusual uh, for people to live much much beyond sixty, and now it's normal for people to live into their eighties. So, I guess the the first thing is that the aging society is is really good news, and and for all of us, and um, and actually a lot of people, what what we found in a lot of our research is that people are at their happiest and their most confident uh, when they're when they're in their in their seventies and and eighties. You know, they've achieved a lot of what they wanted to achieve in life there's a got got a quite a lot of security in terms of uh, income uh, and you know they know that income is is rising in line with inflation so financially and personally a lot of people are in a really good place so so although um, the phrase an aging society might might seem very grey and and pessimistic, it's it's actually a, a great news piece of news that we're an aging society. But what we know, um, and, and one thing that really came through from all the evidence that we had in the in the conference, particularly from from the from our speaker from from the Financial Conduct Authority. Is that is that people's capacity does does change, especially when they go past the sort of mid eighties uh, into the into their late eighties and, and beyond. People's capacity to, to process information does decline on average slightly with with age, and so I think a lot of the assumptions that that we make about you know how our communications are received and that people read communications with with just as much confidence and ease as as we do. You you can't make that assumption uh, about everyone. Um, and although there obviously are a lot of people in their 80s and, and 90s who are who are super sharp and and can still see through and, and analyze um with, with with razor sharp accuracy on average those issues tend to tend to arise for for older people more than they do for the for the rest of the population. Okay, great. And, and Matt, what can insurers do to support these clients and customers in preparing for later life and, and also to reach these vulnerable customers as identified in, in the shape in the future of insurance event? Yeah, well, well, the great thing that, that came through on all, from all the contributors to, to our event is, is how much people are doing at the moment. So we heard from our society of, of claims professionals uh, all the things that, that insurers are, are doing to, to prepare for this. So it goes all the way through the process. So, so things like um, training for staff and, and not just training on, on the needs of specific people, like working with the Alzheimer's Society to, to, to look at the needs of, of specific customers who are dealing with, with dementia 
dementia, but also, you know, more generally um, skills around listening with intent, uh, understanding there's there's lots of specific training uh, modules and, and philosophies that organizations not not just can use, but are using just the same as they are um, a lot of a lot of companies, um, insurance companies and financial services companies are using the Alzheimer's Society to help their training. And then there's a lot of new services that are being developed. Um, there was one InsureTech that we heard from called Settled, which is um, set up so that people can can get in touch and with with one phone call can notify all the financial services providers that they deal with about a bereavement. Um, so so again, another big event in people's lives where a kind of partnership with a particular organisation can can make customers' lives so much easier by not having to contact dozens of different organisations and, and say the same thing over and over again, but just say things once. And again, that principle of say it once, um, we heard about is being implemented in a lot of firms. Um, so if people have a disability or an impairment and, and, and need additional help, uh, a lot of firms are developing systems so that customers only need to say that once to the firm. And then and then that, that message is, is recorded and, and doesn't have to be repeated. And equally, if somebody wants to give a trusted relative or a friend permission to get information on their on their behalf, then again, that can be done once and then, and then it's in the system uh, and it doesn't have to happen again. So there's a huge amount of really day-to-day practical steps that that companies and individuals are making in in the sector to to, to address these issues. I've got a question, Matt, then. So are are the insurance organisations working closely enough with the CII to help drive some of these changes? Because you're doing some fantastic work, and I wonder how much of it is actually, you know, with the actual organisations, the insurance brokers and insurance companies themselves? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, people aren't waiting to be told that, you know, people have circumstances in their own lives that that, that prompt them to, to do these things. Um, and I think, yeah, where, where the challenge for us as a, as a community within the CII is to bring all this good practice together and share it. So one, one thing we've got is our um, inclusive customer pledge that's come from our Insuring Women's Futures program uh, and, and firms have, have signed up to that pledge. And so that's, again, a, good, a really good kind of locus for, for exchanging good practice. Um, we've got our insurance societies and, and our, our kind of ongoing events uh, professional focus events that's that's closely connected to the to the insurance societies. So so yeah, there's 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 a lot of forums that we can we that we've got going where it's not only CII staff are, are talking about what the good practice is, but but practitioners are talking to each other about the good practice. But but absolutely, AJ, I, I think that we're kind of just at the beginning of a long journey here, and and finding the best ways to, to share that good practice. We've got some good practice guides and 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 guidance around the the code of ethics um, and also um, you know a lot of the published work around ensuring women's futures but again you know it's it's um, and this podcast is is, is one of, of of many ways we're, we're trying to encourage people to to, to or, or let people know about where all this where all this good good information is but it's still very much a challenge and 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 any help that people can give in in disseminating this good practice is is very very welcome and Matt, the CII's Ensuring Futures initiative aims to help identify what people can do during every stage of their lives to maintain independence. Can you tell our listeners a bit about the work of the CII in supporting consumers to better build financial resilience for later life? 
Absolutely. So, so yeah. So we we have produced a, a guide for 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 consumers, and which we talked about during the conference. Uh, and we worked on that guide, drawing from direct consumer research, um, interviews with consumers, uh, interviews with with customers at different life stages, um, and also working with organisations like the Alzheimer's Society and the Stroke Association to to gain their insights. And that guide gives people a, a kind of a sense of who they can talk to and what they can talk about at different stages of their lives from the beginning of their career and, and talking to employers and, and um, organisations that, that offer benefits um, as well as talking to, to professionals uh, when, when, when needed but, but more important than anything talking to their own families and, and people who are close to them about things like you know kind of where, where, where their basic financial information is you know if, if people suddenly find themselves in a situation where they can't can't look after their own affairs anymore. Um, do, do people know where that base, basic information is? Uh, have they sort of had conversations about who they trust to to look after their financial affairs if if they can't look after their their, their affairs anymore? So it's it's a rich piece of, of resource there and, and guidance for consumers uh, on, on what they can do. But obviously that's that's only the, the first stage. So so in the next stages we're going to be linking up with the with the Talk Money Week, um, which money and pension services has has done over over several years and that's 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 continuing uh, under that under the new sort of money money helper brand so um we're going to be joining in with 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 that process and and talking about you know consumers also in our in our press work we're going to be using those insights and that 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 kind of um that information from the guide uh, and again also in our in our interactions with with members just letting them know that this this guide exists and it's it's very much a resource for CII members and, and anyone else who wants to use it in terms of, of of being able to signpost to to a piece of guidance that that doesn't really talk about uh, financial services products and services that's for the for the professionals to um to, to focus on but but really just talks about more the, the the general environment and the kind of people and the kind of conversations it's worth having to build gradually build resilience for, for later life excellent lots being done there to support these consumers and aj sort of looking more broadly can you tell us about the work of the insurance networks in supporting professionals to deal with some of the emerging risks identified at the shaping the future of insurance conference yeah, so there's sort of two sort of sets of networks I just want to raise, I guess. So obviously the the one which is most applicable to CII members is these these three main networks of sort of the societies that exist, the Society of Insurance Broking, the Society of Claims, and the Society of Underwriting. These are boards and advisory groups that are made up of insurance senior professionals in those in those areas and across different industries, across the whole uh, industry, really. And there's so much support for brokers, underwriters and claim staff if, if through those networks. They've all got their own individual websites and the resources are fantastic. There's so much digital learning, there's free downloads, there's, you know, it's CPD work from heaven really, if I'm honest. Um, so there's a lot on there to, to take from there. The other side I'd like to just discuss now is also the diversity networks that also exist in the industry. We've got several that exist. I'm also, I'm a co-founder and co-chair of a network called ICANN, which is the insurance culture awareness network and we're the first multicultural network to exist sort of across the industry which supports ethnic minorities and international people with their careers in, in the industry and we've got other partner networks that we work with um, such as sort of 
Link, who are sort of our sister network for LGBT community. We've got the Gender Inclusion Network and countless others. And the networks themselves are really valuable, actually, in terms of not just networking and meeting people from across the industry, but actually being a real focal point of activity, mentoring, signposting, um, you know, when you when you've got questions about these emerging risks, the quickest ways to find people who are already in that space. And actually a great way to find people are people who are already happy to come and share information. They all have mentoring programs as well. So actually, if you're, you decide actually that's something you'd like to get a part of, then not only the CII got a fantastic mentoring program, but the networks also have their own. And really it's a great place to understand about opportunities as well, because when you talk about what the networks can do, it's not just turn up to an event it's actually understanding there are a lot more things to work than just the team you're in or the job you're doing that you know there's a whole industry out there and the more links you have into the industry the better your own knowledge becomes and the more valuable as a insurance member of staff you can become um i feel and just sort of just to tie into this i think it's also worth mentioning here about mentoring and actually the, the value of that because there's so much you can learn by just asking the right questions to the right people and you know i think a lot of people especially through lockdown have felt like that it's just them their job their manager and that's all they've got so i would urge people to you know reach out to these members these mentorship schemes and actually start to to learn from others because actually there's a whole wealth of knowledge out there for free if you just take advantage of it yeah, thanks, AJ. Lots of really helpful signposts in there for anyone wanting to learn more about the unmet needs um, identified at the conference. And Matt, just finally, how can members get involved with the CII Ensuring Futures initiative and where can they go for more information on this? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so on the CII website, we've got a, a page on, on our insightful leadership, but, but I would encourage people as well to, if they haven't yet um, looked at the conference, to go to the, to the conference page where you can still um, go through the registration and, 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 and watch the conference. And, and some of the um, contributors there from our own society of uh, insurance claims. We had um, Carl Parr, um, we had people from FCA, people from NGOs. Um, so there's a, a huge amount of, of input there. Um, also, you know, look out for the for the work we're going to be doing later in the year around uh, around talk money. Um, and we're going to be doing a, a social media campaign there as well. So um, lots of opportunities to to join in what we're doing. Yeah. Thank you, AJ and Matt, for joining us today and for sharing this information with our listeners on some of the key takeaways from our Shaping the Future of Insurance conference. There's been lots of um, really useful resources shared, which I'm sure will be of, of great value. And thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to this episode of CII Radio.